Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 79 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, and I am here in literally, person, literally here with Megan Francis, which has only happened maybe one other time. We are recording together in the same room from our hotel room in Denver, Colorado, where we're having a little fun weekend, planning yes. the future of the podcast, having fun together, eating so, food. Yeah, it's been great. So yeah, hey Megan. Hey Sarah. In real life. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm very good. Um, so this is episode 79 and we're talking about the holidays because it is the holidays. It is. They are um, upon us. And we've gotten a few questions from you guys, our listeners, um, on kind of holiday related parenting conundrums. So we're just going to go through a few of these and um, offer our tips and advice as usual. Let's do it. All right. Our first question came from Sherry by email. Um, And her question, she only has one child right now. And her question was how it's so easy to go overboard when Christmas shopping for little ones. And since we just have the one child, it's even easier to go overboard. Her question is, do you guys set a limit on what you spend each year for each child? And how does that play out, you know, on Christmas morning, opening the gifts? Um, I think if I can interpret from her question, are we like, budgeting right down to the dollar are we setting a spending limit how many gifts are we talking so we've touched on some of these things before but it's a really really good question and, something- and it's the one that comes up every year and yeah. I you know I've been doing this mom uh, at Christmas time thing now for 19 years yeah and every year I still feel like I have to kind of stop and go oh wait well, how do I do this again yeah and how does it need to evolve so I guess my answer is we don't have a limit um our budget has been wildly different um, from year to year, sometimes we're definitely over the course of having children, it's definitely changed. And also what I found was that, you know, let's say the limit was 300 bucks and I just pulled that out of nowhere. Let's say it was 500 bucks just to keep it around $500 for a 17 year old might get you one really, really good gift. Mm-hmm. 
And for a three-year-old, that gets you 8 million toys. Mm -hmm. So I don't focus a lot on fairness in that way. I try to keep the number pretty pretty similar. Like we usually do between three and five gifts per kid. Mm -hmm. Now, admittedly, sometimes the youngest one ends up with five to six, Mm -hmm. while the older one might end up with two to three. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the older kids kind of, you know, they understand by that point. Yeah. And it's more important to them to get what they want than yep. to have a bunch of stuff to open. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit a couple episodes back. Um, so if you haven't listened to our episode on greed and gratitude um, and kind of the holiday gimmies, um, we definitely touched on this. I'll start on the budgeting side. Um, we used to make a very line item specific holiday budget. Um, and it was really helpful because I think it's easy to think, oh, well, our kids are little. These toys are cheap. You really forget um, it all stocking adds up. Stuffers, you forget stocking uh, stuffers. You forget the secret Santa at your husband's work. You yep. forget the mailman. You forget. So for me and my, you know, I like lists and like I, I see it best when I write it all out. That was really helpful. Um, I would say now we have an we have an overall spending limit for all of Christmas, and that includes everything from a bonus for the garbage collectors to the you know like a bottle of wine for a hostess gift, like pretty much the whole season. And we um, set that aside monthly throughout the year in a separate account. And then um, we'll transfer it to our checking account like over Thanksgiving. Um, And, you know, I used to really I used to really go by the line item budget much more closely. And now I just feel like I have a better I've just been doing it longer. I have a better better feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of on the budgeting side Um, in terms of the number of gifts. Our, um, our kids don't get very Sherry's question, I think, was specifically about giving her son gifts from mom and dad. Um, and our kids get, are, get so much from grandparents and aunts and uncles. I've talked about it on the show before. They're the only grandkids. Mostly there's one on the other side now, but, um, so we don't give them very much from mom and dad. I would say three at the most Santa usually brings one, one kind of big ticket gift in our house. It's always unwrapped. It's there when they come down the stairs and then mom and dad might give three total, to each kid. But they again, that is because they get other stuff. So mm-hmm. that would be different if, um, you know, if our extended family situation was different. Yeah. And in our extended family, we don't do like we have made a point not to do gifts from aunts and uncles mm-hmm. and really even like John's mom will some on every other year we do a vacation. Mm-hmm. So that's Christmas, although she'll still end up we will still end up unwrapping stuff. Uh, but it won't be the same amount mm-hmm. and it won't be as big of stuff. Other than that, we really like none of our extended family does gifts for uh, very yeah. pointedly. There's so many kids in our family yeah. at some point we just decided not to do that. So that's you know, that's really all our kids are getting. But I'm still OK with that. Um, like in your house, Santa always brings something like the one big thing is what mm-hmm. Santa brings. And so we just kind of fill in the gaps around that. Yeah. And um, I, we do have a budget in mind. I have found that it's kind of like the old adage of like, you know, you put the biggest rocks in first. Mm-hmm. So get the big stuff out of the way because yep. the budget, sometimes it's a little bit like you spend a little more than you thought. Right. Or there's something, you you know, you thought you were going to get for this price and then you didn't, you didn't. Or you see something at the store and you're like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Like that They would love that. So I try to get the stuff that's most important out of the way early. Yep. And then whatever's left over, we can use for fun stuff and like little extras. Well, and I think the other thing to mention, because there's such a big deal made of Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals and online shopping, it's pretty easy to get a lot of your shopping done by 
the 1st of December. The problem of that is, I think, that there's a little bit of a rush we get when we see something for our kids and we pick it out. So it can sort of make you buy more. So I would say to be mindful, if you like to get done early, decide when you're done and sort of give your, like, have a way to really know that you're done, whether yes. it's, whether it's shutting down, not shutting down your credit card, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, just totally. Declare yourself done instead of kind of, oh, well, there's this one more thing. And oh, and that's really easy. I, I'm guilty of that, especially with the stocking stuffers and the little things. Yes. Like at the last minute you go out and you're so, like, So, and oh. I think I said in the other episode that what I do, and I try to, I used to wait and do this like, like Christmas Eve. And I've learned I have to do it like a right. week, at least a week before. Right. And we're late shoppers. We don't start super early. Um, I think our plan right now is to do most of our shopping on the 18th. Okay. So that's kind of close. Yeah. But what I will do is lay everything out in the bed and pile it up and see, like, how does it look? Like, visually, like, does this look like a lot of stuff for one right. kid and nothing for someone else? And is there something I bought for William but actually would make more sense mm-hmm. to give to Owen or whatever? Um, the other thing that I will do often, I really like to shop locally at the mm-hmm. holidays, but I absolutely cannot do all of we first of all don't live in a big enough town right there aren't enough shopping choices and it would be very expensive because it's just more that way you know um so I want to support those businesses and I definitely want to have that experience of shopping downtown which Mm -hmm. to me is hands you know way above shopping at the mall so what we do often is do all of our early stuff like our list we knock that out on Amazon Mm -hmm. then you can watch your shopping cart Mm-hmm. and see yes, it rack up. Yes, I did that, yeah. And be like, ooh, I didn't realize it was all going right. to add up to this. Right. I was off. Now we go through, and you can be very mm-hmm. strategic and specific about what you get rid of. And then and then we save, like, we'll set aside X amount, a few hundred dollars, whatever it is, for us to all go downtown and shop mm-hmm. together and mm-hmm. make a night out of it yeah. and make an experience out of it. And maybe that's when, like, not only we're shopping for the kids, but and maybe not all the kids. Maybe right. we're just filling in right. gaps for a few, um, but the kids are shopping for each other right. or for us, and it's just more fun that way. Right. And then if there's anything left over, we go get some hot chocolate. Yeah, I like that. I love the idea of spreading it out visually on the bed, and I'm going to yeah. take your advice and do that sooner rather than later this year. Um, I want to. I want to also mention one thing. If you do your wrapping on the bed, mm-hmm. do you ever do your wrapping on the bed? I don't know. I just remember that you feel very strongly about wrapping. I love to wrap, but. Oh, I don't cut your comforter. Yes. <laughs> we talked about this. Do we last talk about year? this? Okay. Well, what I was going to say is like, I strongly suggest you um, invest in one of those little things that opens the wrapping paper, yes. like that cuts the wrapping paper. It's like yes. a little tool. And I don't really sell them at anywhere, Walgreens or whatever. Um, because I have personally like cut, like sliced open three comforters just from Christmas wrapping and being like, do 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 with my sharp yeah. scissors and not paying attention. And yes. then next thing you know, there's a big hole in my bedspread. Yeah. I'm awesome. kind of a klutz in general, though. So that's awesome. Um, okay. Well, Sherry, I hope we answered your question. I don't think there's any one right way to do it. And I think we're all, we all fall into how easy it is to want to spoil our kids or to make their faces light up. Oh, I did have one more idea. Megan's kids almost all have birthdays in the fall. So this would be a little harder, but I have a January birthday and then an April. So sometimes if I do find something that I'm like, oh, that is perfect. Or one kid has really asked for like five good gifts that I think they would really enjoy, but I'm not going to give them five, then I might even buy it and save and it until birthday. It. Violet's the easiest. She's January 21st. It's perfect. It's yeah. like, yep, whatever she doesn't get. Exactly. Birthday. If you lose something in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Rewrap. Rewrap. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. 
And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place dot com code mom hour. Oh, yeah. um, the other thing I was going to say is um, that just reminded me of that is this is like a little funny aside. William, the other day, he, he was talking about how, you know, this time of year, there's my, we don't buy our kids a lot of stuff outside of birthdays and holidays. Yeah. But because there is a long our kids birthdays are mostly concentrated right before Christmas. Right. There's a long period of time, yeah. like nine months when there's no event coming up, yeah. no gift buying event. Right. So if something comes up like. Like the older ones want more Xbox points or mm-hmm. they want like a, a nice drawing sketch pad mm-hmm. or something. We usually would just buy that. Yeah. But William said, you can always tell it's almost Christmas when every time I want something, you tell me to add it to the yeah. list. <laughs> he was super grumpy about it. I was like, well, wait until February and then ask and then yeah. I'll probably just get it for you. But if you ask me right now, I'm going to say put it on your list. Or I do the opposite, which is if they need something really boring, I just turn that into a Christmas yeah. gift. That yeah, is yeah, yeah. totally like, like normally I just would have given them socks. But instead, right. I'm yes. going to wrap it up and put it under the well, tree. Well, Owen's number one gift on his list is a scarf this year. so funny. I think that's so cute. I, it's very endearing. It's very endearing. Yeah. So, you know, endearing. that'll be easy. Okay. So that was Sherry. Um, okay. Our next question came from Kelsey, who's our good friend over at the Girl Next Door podcast. And um, Kelsey's boys are about three and a half and one and a half. And so they haven't, um, they like a really simple holiday. They have not done a lot of um, orchestrated Advent or countdown, Christmas countdown type of things yet. But she, now that her oldest is really getting aware of the season, she's sort of wanting to do that in a simple way. And um, I can really relate to that. And I think you and I both can that Advent countdowns, 
like a lot of other things, have fallen prey to the internet, which has a a lot of good (laughs) ideas that can be, I don't know, turned into kind of overcomplicated stuff. Yes, absolutely. So why don't you tell us how you guys have done a countdown or advent in your house and maybe what's worked and what hasn't. Well, Sarah, we were just talking about this personally today. Uh, I don't remember why we were talking about, uh, you know, just gifts and getting out of control and stuff. And I... One of the so for a long time we had like a wooden advent calendar that I would put goodies into. Like and there what would be, kind of goodies? Like depending on how many kids. So when it was just Owen and, or when just Jacob and Isaac doing it, it was easy. I could put like a little action figure. Like yeah. it could be it could accommodate that. Then as there was more kids, it became like little trinkets, like the kind of thing you'd get out of a vending machine. Yeah, like a little something or candy or whatever. Yeah. Um, it became less fun because it became much less about the joy of anticipation and mm-hmm. opening the advent and doing something and. The kids just wanted a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. And so they'd start begging, mm-hmm. like, from the minute we got up in the morning. And I'd be like, just chill out. Like, we haven't even, you know, gotten our pajamas off yet. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me a second or whatever. And it was, I felt like the focus was always, what stuff am I going to get? Mm-hmm. So we ended up switching to doing the Playmobil mm-hmm. um, Which we calendars. About yep. A couple episodes ago. Although like- I will say, one year we also did a Lego one. That was super fun. Oh, too. yes. I've seen those yeah. too. So we've done a Lego event calendar and a Playmobil. And what I like about those is two things. One, it's really, it's not any one kid's thing. Yeah. Can Whatever you, can you it back is. up and explain what it looks like, what how it works? Yeah. Like- they're just like, they're, it's a, it looks like a toy. So you open, every day you open a little box and, you get like a little piece of a scene. So like one year it was like Santa's Wonderland and okay. it was like Santa with this little this little sleigh and like reindeer. Is the calendar itself, does it it's look cardboard. like an advent calendar? Maybe kind, a little deeper to a Yeah, level? it looks like an advent calendar inside of a toy box. Like they're okay. like, like inside, not a toy box, but like um a toy package. Okay, yeah, okay. So it's cardboard, yes. you know, and you open up, there's like the plastic backing. Yeah, um, okay. And one year it was like there was all these little vegetables and fruits and stuff that I think Santa was like feeding these little tiny animals. It was adorable. And there was little squirrels and foxes and rabbits. And every day you'd open it up and there'd be like a couple little packages with, you know, like one day it'd be like carrots and a rabbit. And then one day it would be, you know, Santa. And you add it to the scene. And you add it to the scene. And And the kids can play with the scene throughout the... Yeah. And there's a backdrop too. There's like a little cardboard backdrop that shows like what the scene is. And so you build the scene over 24 days. And then Mm -hmm. on the 24th day, the scene is complete. So what I liked about that was two things. I didn't keep the calendar itself ever because it it felt like it would be really hard to put Mm -hmm. it all back together. Like I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to do that. But I did put all of the pieces in a tin and I put those away with the Christmas stuff. And every year those come out. Yeah, I love that. And the kids can also mix and match them. Like a lot of times they can all become like one big scene. Um, This year I actually got two because I just happened to be on it enough to do this like way in early November. And Mm -hmm. there were two that were super cute and they happened to both be on sale. So I got both. Um, Also that gives the kids more options because I have five kids and it's like – the older ones don't really care, but right. it's nice for them to all have something to do and not have to fight over like a Are, carrot. Do these go on sale? Do you think in because we're recording this in the first week of December, assuming it's kind of too if you late have, this year? Would it be something you could pick up after Christmas for next year, or are they just gone? If you buy them, when I have gone to buy them locally, because I used to buy them at the local toy store, okay. and by this time of year, it would always be down to like this pink Fairyland one right. that I had no interest in. Um, they did go on sale though; they were heavily discounted. Yeah. So if that was your thing, if you had you know, people who were into pink fairylands, you might love that. Uh, I, you could still buy one. Honestly, for me, I don't ever feel like it's too late. Right. So what if you, you start? Know, yeah, you know, I just am wondering if people could find If someone them. listens to this or, and it's December, what day would it be? Mm, December 6th. Yeah, say. barely. You, yeah. Get in your Amazon order. You have it by the 8th. Yeah. Your kids still have 15 days. 
And the nice thing is they get to open like yeah, seven days at once, once and they love that. Yeah. So, you know, the yeah. kids love that stuff. So I used to always be a little behind yeah. and I always would never get it up yeah. until like the eighth or like the third or fourth. And then the kids would like really enjoy it. Cause then by that point, when you open it, you have more of the scene put together right yeah. away, yeah. which is kind of fun. So I don't know. I never think it's too late. You probably get them on a deal right now right. if you, if you try. I like that. I like that. So we have, um, kind of a special advent tradition in our family that is not not what most families are doing. And that is that um, my husband's mom, my mother-in-law, spreads out her regular Christmas gift giving to the kids throughout Advent. And it started when my kids were babies. And um, so my kids actually get real presents throughout December. And that has come with some – that has been a challenge to – figure out how to make that, like you said, not about what did I get today? Right. Um, and did I, I get as many as that? Did kid I, do I did like my thing yeah. as much as, so right now, yeah. um, we're alternating. She, my mother-in-law chose to alternate. So, um, each kid opens something up each day and we have the big felt, it's a big pottery barn felt advent tree. And she writes, it's very cute. She writes a little note for each day. Um, with a little hint about what they're going to open. So they open the scroll. The little mm-hmm. rolled up piece of paper is in the pocket of the advent tree on whatever, December 2nd. And then that corresponds to a gift under the tree. So, um, yeah, it is different than what Kelsey's asking about, which is simple advent. Ours yeah. is not simple. However, it is our family's tradition, and the kids obviously love it. Um, but more than that, I would say to Kelsey, is that preschoolers especially really – um, get into the passage of time and the calendar. You know how all preschools, they spend a lot of time yes, on like calendars. the calendar, yes. what's today, what's tomorrow. Yes. It's kind of like a preschool age appropriate skill. So I would really encourage people who don't want to commit to um, a complicated Advent tradition to just get um, their art. You can order them on Etsy. We'll try and find a few and link to the show notes. But there are things that mark the passage of December yes, yeah. that have nothing to open. There's no, and, you don't have to worry about candy or yeah, toys or anything like there's that. There's one at our preschool that hangs on the door where they, it's another kind of a felt. It looks kind of artisan, you know, crafty, but you just move with this little felt star from yep. pocket to pocket. I had one of those. Gro- that's what I had growing up. Exactly. So like if you are kind of someone who resists the commercialism or don't want to get into that too much, just just get a ca- an advent calendar that literally does not have anything else other than moving, you know, marking the days. Yeah. Um, the other thing, we we're, we don't um, go to church in our family, but I have really loved the Christian advent traditions that I see that mark each Sunday in advent. Mm-hmm. And if like that is candles, the candles, yes. I think there's a way. That was always one of my favorite yes, parts of like, Christmas I really love up. the significance there, and I love to see the way that that is celebrated in families. Um, and I, I love a lot of the meaning behind that. Um and if that's something that works better for you because it's weekly, you yeah. know, it's not like every day. Yes. Um, I think you can make that your own, either mm-hmm. through your church tradition or just in your own way. So I like, I do like that kind of weekly marking of Advent mm-hmm. leading up to. And that's a really good point about keeping it simple. We also, in addition to doing like something geared toward the little kids, we have a metal. And the reason I actually got this was um, it's like a metal flat calendar that hangs on the wall mm-hmm. and it has like a little marble oh, like that goes that. over the number and then you just slide it from number yeah. to number and it looks cool. And I kind of got that a few years ago because I could tell that the older kids were losing interest mm-hmm. in the toy-based advent calendar, but they still kind of, I felt like we still should have something marking the days that they would pay attention right. to. Um, I kind of forgot I even had it this year. And mm-hmm. that was the first thing William Aston, who's mm-hmm. 13, mm-hmm. was asking me. He's like, where's that thing with the marble? Where is that? That's my favorite part. Because every morning I forgot he was yeah. always in charge of sliding the yeah. marble. He didn't want to yeah. play with the toys. Yeah. He wanted just to mark the time. So I think that's a really good idea. And it's simple. And it 
it's one piece really yep. it's like a metal it's a magnet yeah i like so it. it's not gonna fall apart i don't have to worry about buying it again don't you think i mean the anticipation of christmas is seriously the best, one of the yeah, best parts the best, and i yeah. think i can remember being an older kid and teenager and still feeling like it's almost here, yep. you know, like one Absolutely. more week. So I think there's lots of cool ways to mark the countdown. I, there's other really cute things I've seen, like those little where it's like a wooden block where you turn it to how many days till Christmas yep. or till Santa, and you just rotate the number blocks each day yep. for the right, you know, how many days left. So there's so many good ways. And Kelsey, it doesn't have to involve toys or chocolate. Or but if it does, paper. that's awesome. That's also awesome. Um, I would love to hear our listeners' um, Advent traditions if you have, or if you have a specific product you've bought from Etsy or wherever that is a cute, just um, hit us up, send us an email, or leave a comment on the show notes um, for this episode, which is 79, and um, we'll make sure to share that too because I think there's lots of great products out there. So shall we move on? We have a question from... Emily that came in by email and okay this is not one I have a lot of personal experience with but I feel like it comes up it is a major stressor during the holidays and that is um if you have both sides of a family or multiple sides of an extended family living nearby enough and I think that's key because nearby enough might even be three hours right drive how do you decide where to spend the different parts of the holidays christmas eve christmas day dinner church whatever um and avoid shuttling your little kids from in-law to your house to your own nuclear family's house this is a serious now my family you guys probably know um, my parents are about three hours away that's an easy weekend trip and my husband's family is far far away um, they don't tend to usually come for Christmas, but we have other times of the year and we don't go there. So we haven't traveled far ourselves for Christmas in a long time. And we spend different times of the year with his family. So it hasn't been an issue at the holidays. We are usually with my family, either at our house or at my parents. But so many people I know are in this. I mean, it's like they say all year round, it's great to have both sets of grandparents yeah, in town. The time Christmas. when it's terrible is at Christmas. Yeah. So so, okay, so this is how, this has evolved a lot. And I think this is something where you need to, like, allow it to change. Mm. Um, John and I got married really young, and his family always went to visit their family in Buffalo, mm-hmm. had since he was a little kid. Well, when, what I'm becoming kind of aware of now is when kids get older, things start to change. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard when you're the kid with the, when you're the adult child mm-hmm. with the oldest kid yes because you're the one who has to change things yep. we were too on brian's yeah side. we were the first ones who didn't go to christmas in yes. Connecticut, and that's yeah. what ended up happening with us like we just kind of got a couple of years in and i think it was one year we basically got like the there was terrible weather and we got there and it was you know we're in this tiny i don't remember we were in one of the relatives houses and it was too small for all of us and now we had a baby and a toddler who are running around and it was just really stressful and so we stopped and when we stopped doing that, John's parents were like, you know, why don't we just start doing this like in the summer instead? Like why it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of traditions at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say we actually did go back and do it one more time at Christmas. And it was good, but it was like at a better time for us. Mm-hmm. But it, the expectation wasn't that we had to. Right. And that was really nice. Um, around the same time, I started another tradition with my family, which was that we would always do Christmas on New Year's. Mm-hmm. So we would always end up having them. Um, either, at first, it was at my dad's house. For a while, we did like a hotel or a water park. And then somehow it ended up being at my house every mm-hmm. year. And I think, I mean, it was at my house for like 10 years. And last year, I swore I wasn't going to do it. And at the last minute, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this year, we're really, really for real not doing it. 
Um, and we've actually decided to just do to not see that side of the family um, at Christmas this year at all, partly because both Christmas and New Year's fall on a weekend. Yeah. So people who work regular jobs don't get any extra yeah. time off yeah. unless they get like a observed yeah. day. That makes traveling a lot harder. And it was kind of like, why guys, why like push this so hard? Mm-hmm. We could wait a month mm-hmm. and then we could get a cheap hotel room and right. meet or something like that. And I know that, I mean, my big thing is I will absolutely always be with my kids on Christmas Eve and Christmas day. And we will not plan to go to anyone else's house. Now we may have family stop by who lives in town, Mm -hmm. or we may stop by a friend's house who lives in town, or we might decide to take all the kids on a trip. Mm -hmm. But what we won't do is be doing a lot of traveling around on Christmas and and Christmas Eve and Christmas day. We're just not Mm going to do it. And that's my non-negotiable. I guess I just feel like everything else is negotiable. Everything else can change. Right. But you have come to the point where you have a non-negotiable. And yeah. I feel like that's where Emily is trying to figure out. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the last sentence of Emily's email. And she said, it's madness traveling back and forth with all the kids to each side. And I'd love to hear about what other families do to please everyone. You can't please everyone. <laughs> Emily, we, you can't. Lo- we love you, but you can't please everyone. People are going to be mad at you. And here's the other thing. Saying no the first time or putting your foot down and saying, um, here's how we are going to do it as our family Um, exercising that muscle to say, here's how our family, and I don't mean the extended family. I mean the family that is now yours. Here's how we are going to do things this year. Um, That's a muscle that gets easier and easier the more you, and it doesn't have to be mean or like have a lot of, it's just, this is what we are doing this year. Certain, you know, that some, with some family members that may require more explanation or have a little more drama, but it's still your prerogative to do that. Now, sometimes you may not know what you want to do. You really may feel like you want to be everywhere at once. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. 
Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Um, I'll just offer a couple. I have one very close friend um, in Arizona who has two sets of very involved family on both sides right in town, close by. So there's no excuse like that. You can't say, well, you know, there's no bad weather. Right. Everyone is 10 minutes away. Right. And um, she has four little kids. And they, I really admire how she has handled it um, because they have they've created a, a system. And I'm pretty sure they alternate Christmas Eve and Christmas evening every year. And it really doesn't it doesn't really change. It's like this is our year for Christmas Eve with, you know, the you know, the wife's family this and the next year. And they they alternate. They trade back and forth. Not that they wouldn't be flexible if there was some conflict or yeah. something, but having the expectation set. And then the other thing they don't do is go anywhere on Christmas morning. So they do present opening on Christmas morning at, at their own home. Yeah. And they don't go anywhere till afternoon or dinner time or whatever. And she has still it is still hard because you're still schlepping little kids to a dinner that might go late. And, you know, she's talked about how Christmas Eve is hard because you're trying Mm -hmm. to get little excited kids to bed, but you're also not wanting to leave your mother-in-law's special dinner early, especially because your mother-in-law doesn't get you for Christmas this year. Right. There's a lot, there's a lot, but I think, um, knowing that you get to be in charge of your own family, um, and knowing, knowing that if both sets of grandparents are in town, there are other opportunities to hang out. Now, I have almost the yes. opposite thing, which is when our when my faraway in-laws visit, I really my husband takes time off work. Yeah. We really try to like make it about their visit and that time together. Um it just doesn't usually happen to be over the holidays. But um if you have both sides in town, in theory, you know, you see each other more often. I think one of the hardest things too that I hear is like leaving those dinners like especially yeah. if you have little babies and toddlers they've got to get to bed and now or leaving one to go to the other that's what I hear about Thanksgivings is like people trying to do two Thanksgivings yeah. oh, that's yeah. no. so hard well and I think that the, you touched on something really important Sarah and that is you know whether or not you live in the same town with these people or not you have you have 365 days a year yeah to see people and I know that the holidays are so important to some people and it's like, we've always done it that way. So, and, mm-hmm. or like, this is when we should all be together. And there's this fairy tale idea around it and this overly sentimentalized idea mm-hmm. that this is how it should be. So we try to be all things to all people and you can't, if right. you do that, you're going to end up diluting the experience for mm-hmm. yourself. And like, mm-hmm. didn't we have like last year, wasn't one of our things like mm-hmm. moms deserve yep. Absolutely. a magical gonna, holiday too. We're like going to re-air, we're going to re-air that episode. It needs to be enjoyable too. for us or we just turn into grumpy martyrs and yep. we don't have any good memories to look back at. And I'm really glad we've really since just out of necessity when our kids were really little kind yeah. of created that boundary and then stuck to it. And I will also say that can be changes heart, changes inevitable. Yeah. And if you're changing the if you're especially if you're an in-law if you're the wife mm-hmm. say who wants to change the thing that your husband grew mm-hmm. up doing his yeah. whole life yeah that's tough Been there. yeah and it's also really tough to change things as your own kids get older mm. and so I'm very cognizant of that now I have a 19 year old uh you know right it, he doesn't want to be traveling on New Year's he wants to hang with his friends mm-hmm. and I think that's reasonable yeah. you know I really think that that's a reasonable thing for him 
and maybe in five years, 10 years, whatever, he'll have a family Mm -hmm. and then things are going to change again. And on the other side, there might be younger cousins Mm -hmm. who they might just not all be in the same house anymore over the holidays. We have a whole year. Right. So I really try to say like, you know, does it even make sense for us to try to cram this much in on one holiday day or would we be better off? Like you said, having a week where the in-laws come to visit or whoever the out of town, Mm -hmm. the out of town relative is. And we focus on those people and the other memories we can create with those people. Right. Why does it have to be on Christmas or New Year's or whatever? So that's kind of where I'm at. And I think that that's pretty common and it's hard and you won't make everyone happy. No, someone will be upset. And I I think I'm a people pleaser Mm -hmm. and maybe Emily sounds like maybe you are just going by your words. Um, I think what I finally realized is it's literally impossible to please everyone. And all you can do is be kind and set your boundary and say what you're going to do. And then really not engage too much in the fallout because it's not going to get better necessarily. The other like practical tip I would offer Emily is if she thinks that say, say somebody's going to make a big change or declare we need to stay home this Christmas and not shuttle everyone around. Um, I would I would say have that conversation sooner rather than later. Sometimes we can dread those things and you're, you dread it and then you put it off. And then what you end up doing is really not of service to your family or your in-laws either because then you're kind of being like, well, I'm not yeah. sure what we're going to do. Just if you think this is the year to change things up, obviously it's December 6th, so I'm kind of speaking almost more of future years. And maybe it's a conversation for right after the holidays. You right. know, look, this At is... At the holidays when everyone's yeah. basking in the glow and you're just yeah, like, just guys, say, what if we just did it differently next year? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? And how think through how that might look. Yeah, so, so be brave and have those tough conversations and have them clearly so that you're not feeling like you've promised yourself uh, vaguely to everybody because yes. then you've got to really disappoint people. You right. might as well set really clear expectations and disappoint them early. All at once. Yeah. And, yes, early, yeah, and yes. be clear about it so they know what to expect and they can make their plans. The other thing, one thing I was going to offer too is um, you know, hosting at your own house has been one way that we avoid a lot of holiday travel and it really never bothered me even when I had baby, toddler, another kid. I, I'm lucky. My family helps out. They help do dishes. Mm-hmm. I never have to do all the cooking. But if it's an option to bring people to you, that's mm-hmm. another really good way to not have to drive back and forth. If the two sides of in-laws get along or if there's one one brief time when everybody can come together like at your house. Open kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And that worked for me for a very long time. And um, and it, it worked when it worked. And now things are changing a little bit. And that's okay. Um but like it doesn't negate the fact that it was a great experience while right. it while it worked. Right. You know. Right. So it's tough though, man. I mean, I know I'm still I feel like I'm still negotiating this every year, not only now with all of my relatives and there I have a lot, um, but with my kids and like what yeah. do they want and how do their wishes factor in yeah. as they get older? Let's remember when we are mothers-in-law to you know, know that there are two sides to the family yeah, and not to give our kids a hard time about yes. going back and forth. Yeah. Um, because I, I do really hear of both sides, not just mothers-in-law, but mothers and mothers-in-law yes. sort of feeling competitive over the time with the grandchildren. Yep. And it all comes out of love. We yes, know. absolutely. Everybody but, wants it. But, yeah. um, just simple across town drives. If you, if it's winter time and kids are sugared up and tired already, even a cross town yeah. drive can be hard on families. So we, we hear you, Emily. So, um, well, this was really fun. Um, I wanted to mention, I mentioned last week that, um, on Saturdays in December, we're rerunning some of last year's holiday content, including, um, some of the things we talked about today about moms reclaiming our own holiday fun 
some great Christmas gift ideas for kids. Um, so check your podcast feed. And if you're not one of those listeners who's gone back and binged, listened to everything, it will be new to you. Um, I made sure to update those episodes for 2016. So anything we talk about, the links are current, the show notes will be current. So it's kind of a little extra bonus for your December. Um, and if, like I said, if you weren't listening this time last year, or if you want a refresher, um, those will be in your feed on the weekend. That's all I got. That's all we got. We're going to go hang out together now in Denver. In real life. Thanks, everybody. We will be back next week for episode 80. Oh, my goodness. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits in self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N-Francis.substack.com.